Is he talking trash? No, it's just Scott being Scott. It's time for Inez Says. Indeed, it is time for Inez Says here on the Inez Says podcast. I am Scott Inez. Thanks so much for joining me on the pod today. You can find the pod most anywhere you get your podcast, including the WDBO app and WDBO.com. You can also find me on the radio every single day on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580 in Orlando at 12 noon every day for Orlando's news at noon. And if you're outside of Orlando, you can find me right there in the WDBO app. So a buddy of mine this past weekend, a Democrat friend, posed a question to me and Whenever I get these types of questions, I have to think about them. But because there's always an agenda, there's always a meaning behind them. So he says, do you think the election was stolen? Now, again, loaded question, because those who are asking it are typically like they're ready to pounce. (laughs) They're ready to pounce all over you. It's like dangling a piece of dripping red meat to a hungry, ferocious lion. They're like, you know, they're kind of lowering themselves, getting really low. And they're looking right through you as you're formulating your answer. Well, I took the bait, but not exactly how he wanted me to take the bait. My answer was, I don't know if it was stolen. I don't have any proof that it was stolen. I do have proof that there was fraud. Now, if you were to ask me, was it rigged? Yes, of of course it was rigged. It was a rigged game. It was rigged by big tech, big media, and basically all the institutional forces of this country came out in full force. Was it stolen? I don't have any proof of that. I, I don't know whether there was enough votes out there to overcome the deficit that then President Trump had against Joe Biden. But I think we all know Something wasn't right. Like it, it just, you, you feel it, it. It's one of those things you feel it in your bones. Something wasn't right. And my thought at the time was, I hope it comes out someday because I'm not the only one. There, there are 74 million others who, by the way, are not domestic terrorists. Like some of the Democrats would suggest that we are, if we have questions about the 2020 election, it seems like right now with the radical left in full throttle since Joe Biden took the White House nearly three weeks ago, there has been a concerted crackdown on any sort of dissent from the right. And what I feared has happened. This U.S. Capitol breach back on January 6th did not cause the Washington swamp to look in the mirror. It did not cause the powers that be to question why there was such a riot, why these people marched on the Capitol building. They don't want to know why. (laughs) They don't want to know why. They want their pound of flesh. And again, I am not condoning what those people did on January 6th. It was wrong. It was dead wrong. But the message, the message of the Capitol breach has been totally overshadowed and frankly conveniently ignored by the Washington swamp and the radical left. And that's because they don't want to hear it. They don't care. They don't care about the message. All they want, all they care about is power. They don't want to hear about government failing the people. They don't want to hear about a concern about the election processes failing. They don't want to hear it. So they, in effect, are telling those 74 million people, go back to clinging to your guns and your religion and sit and spin. We'll take it from here. That's what's going on here. Utterly tone deaf, but that's what's going on here. Okay, so it is amazing, but there is such a distaste, a scorn, if you will, for regular working class people of America in Washington. It's astounding to me. It really is. And now what they're doing is even if you raise legitimate concerns, legitimate questions about the 2020 election, 
you are being branded now by Twitter and by the Washington radical left elite as domestic terrorists. You're spreading disinformation, conspiracy theories. We're all wacko QAnon members. I think I can speak for the rest of those 74 million people. No, we're not. I mean, heck, I don't even know what QAnon is. I have no clue what it is. I mean, the left acts as if it's this huge right-wing nutjob movement sweeping up all those 74 million in its path. I don't even know what the heck it is. And the left's going to make you believe that every one of us 74 million who voted for Trump in 2020 are card-carrying members of that group. They talk about the right being brainwashed by Trump. My goodness. Pot meat kettle. Pot meat kettle. But back to the question that was asked of me. Do you believe the election was stolen? That question may have been answered in a very, very carefully worded left-leaning article in Time magazine last week. In essence, it was an article about how the radical left manipulated the election their way. That's what it was. Have you seen this article yet? If you have not, I highly suggest you read this Time magazine article. I found the title of the article interesting. You ready for this? The secret history of the shadow campaign that saved the 2020 election, not stole, not stole the, not rigged the election, because if those writers and editors at Time Magazine want to keep getting invited to those swanky parties in Washington and New York City and Boston, they came up with the whole shadow campaign that saved the 2020 election. I want to read you. I think it's important today to read you excerpts from this article because this is not me saying this. This is Time Magazine. Okay, here's a quote from the article, and I'll give you several quotes. There was a conspiracy unfolding behind the scenes, one that both curtailed the protests and coordinated the resistance from CEOs. Both surprises were the result of an informal alliance between left-wing activists and business titans. The pact was formalized in a terse, little-noticed joint statement of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and AFL-CIO published on Election Day. Both sides would come to see it as a sort of implicit bargain inspired by the summer's massive, sometimes destructive racial justice protests in which the forces of labor came together with the forces of capital to keep the peace and oppose Trump's assault on democracy. Now, the article goes on to say this. The handshake between business and labor was just one component of a vast cross-partisan campaign to protect, to protect the election, as it's worded, protect. An extraordinary shadow effort dedicated not to winning the vote, but to ensuring it would be free and fair, credible and uncorrupted. Isn't this exactly what they're doing in forming this cabal is trying to corrupt it? That's an editorial statement. I'll go on to quote the article. For more than a year, a loosely organized coalition of operatives scrambled to shore up. That's the words used in the article. Shore up America's institutions as they came under simultaneous attack from a remorseless pandemic and an autocratically inclined president. The article goes on to say this. Though much of this activity took place on the left, it was separate from the Biden campaign and crossed ideological lines with crucial contributions by nonpartisan and conservative actors. The shadow campaigners were desperate to stop was not a Trump victory. It was an election so calamitous that no result could be discerned at all. A failure of the central act of democratic self-governance that has been a hallmark of America since its founding. One more paragraph here. Quote, Their work touched every aspect of the election. They got states to change voting systems and laws and help secure hundreds of millions in public and private funding. They fended off voter suppression lawsuits. 
recruited armies of poll workers. Remember that recruited armies of poll workers and got millions of people to vote by mail for the first time. Quote, they successfully pressured social media companies to take a harder line against disinformation and use data-driven strategies to fight viral smears. They executed national public awareness campaigns that helped, helped Americans understand how the vote count would unfold over days or weeks, preventing Trump's conspiracy theories and false claims of victory from getting more traction. The article goes on to say this. After Election Day, they monitored every pressure point to ensure that Trump could not overturn the result. The untold story of the election is the thousands of people of both parties who accomplished the triumph of American democracy as its very foundation. Wow. Um, So let, let me give you a little translation here. The 2020 election was rigged. According to Time magazine, that's not me saying it. The 2020 election was totally rigged by the most powerful institutional forces of American business, media, big tech, and our government. There it is. There it is in black and white. So whenever you have a friend like mine telling you you're a domestic terrorist for thinking that something was amiss during the 2020 election, point to this article. That's all you have to do. And there, Time Magazine, not exactly a bastion of fairness to conservatives. And I love how this article was written, don't you? They, they unearthed this cabal, this, this titan consortium of business leaders, labor leaders, big tech leaders, governmental leaders. But here's the thing. Time magazine doesn't want to bite the hand that feeds it, so they make it out to be this, this noble cause by a bunch of patriotic Americans that want to see a tyrant out of the White House. Time magazine obviously went looking for a story here but stumbled upon truth. And that is this election was totally and utterly rigged, much more rigged than we all thought. And again, I love the careful wording here in the article. According to the article, the election was, quote, fortified. Okay, fortified, not rigged, not rigged, fortified. And Time magazine, even though it will never admit it, validated many of the things that President Trump and those 74 million people have been saying for months now. All of us whose radar has been up for months after the election. And you think this was a fair election? Government of the people, by the people, for the people? (laughs) No, no, this was government by the elites and for the elites. That's what it was. That's what it was. And this article confirmed it. Don't just believe me. Don't believe my gut. Don't believe your gut. There it is in black and white in Time magazine. And again, Time tried to kind of cover its own tracks, its own reporting by inserting some editorial shots at Donald Trump. It's right there in black and white, though. Right there. And as I'm thinking about this, doing the podcast today, I'm going, okay, wait, wait a minute now. Shouldn't Time Magazine, albeit a warped editorial truth, shouldn't Time Magazine be banned from Twitter after publishing this article? According to Twitter's rules, it, it should have been, right? Disinformation gets you banned. Go ahead, Twitter, ban Time Magazine, ban them. And for those Democrats on Capitol Hill wanting to oust Senators Hawley and Cruz and others for raising concerns about the election, if I were those guys, I'd carry this article with me wherever I go. There's the proof right there. There's the proof that we have to clean up our system and give the power back to the American people. And I think probably the most interesting thing about this article is that poll workers, okay, we already knew about big tech and big media and government and and the whole thing, but poll workers were, quote, recruited. Why were poll workers recruited? Why else would they be quote unquote, recruited other than to do something nefarious. 
poll workers were recruited by the radical left. Yes, the 2020 election was rigged. Big business, big tech, left-wing activists colluded to manipulate news media, legislation, state lawmakers, social media companies, and voters via targeted messaging campaigns. And they also, quote, recruited scores of poll workers. All legal? Time will tell. But there it is in black and white, according to Time magazine. The 2020 election was indeed rigged. That will do it for the Inez Says podcast today. Appreciate you being here. If you'd like to catch me on the radio, do so every weekday on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580 in Orlando. If you're outside Orlando, you can catch me on the WDBO app. We'll see you next time.